This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome, it is the Vol Report with John Adams. I'm Dave Hooker, and it's brought to you by Viles Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies. A lot to get to with the College Football Playoff Committee making their most recent rankings. And, John, let's start with that. Please, if you're out there, hit the like button. We greatly appreciate that. It opens up our views to more people. But, John, what was your take over the Alabama over Tennessee thing? I know it has a lot of Tennessee fans in an uproar. Your thoughts? Yeah, you could pretty much see that coming. It underscores the uh, just the nature of this. Uh, you got a lot of different people look at different things. It's so subjective in what criteria. There's no set criteria you use. So you can look at Alabama and you can say it lost two games on the last play. And those are its two losses. You can look at Tennessee as two bad losses. The Georgia game, they, the committee doesn't look like that as a two-touchdown game. It looks at it as a blowout. It pretty much said as much. And it also looks at South Carolina, uh, you know, 25-point defeat. Those were bad losses, and both were in November. So I think that really hurts Tennessee. If you go head-to-head, you say, hey, Tennessee won uh, on a last-second field goal on its home field. Um so that and it has two good wins over Alabama and LSU. So it's different different ways to look at it. I, I you know, I it when I voted in the AP poll, I put a lot of stock in in head to head. I mean, when you when you lose to somebody on the field, you can't really complain about not being ahead of them because you had your chance to beat them and you didn't do it. Alabama catches a ball, it goes in and scores, it uh, makes the field goal, it wins. It didn't. So Tennessee won on the field. That was your chance. So I, I go more head-to-head. and So I would have Tennessee ahead of Alabama, but it's really close. So I'm not surprised that's how it played out. So let me ask you this. When you did the AP, did you do – how did you factor in recency – like how a team was playing in the past two or three weeks, or was it the whole body of work? Whole body of work. I don't care when you lost or when you won. I mean, why should one count more? Yeah, the NCAA basketball tournament selection committee does that. 
you're playing well at the end of the year. Well, I mean, what if you win in football? It's a much shorter season, so that should carry less impact, have less impact. I, I think uh, what if you win your South Carolina won its last two games against top 10 teams? You want to put it in the playoff? Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't see how you can do that. The whole season should count. When you played somebody, shit to me is not a factor. No, I, I agree. But I, I asked that leading into what role Hendon Hooker's injury might have played. I remind you that the ball report with John Adams is brought to you by Biles Automotive Group right there on Callahan. Biles Automotive Group, integrity they want, they need, and they appreciate your business. That's Biles Automotive Group. And um, John, I think that Hendon Hooker's injury did play a factor in where Tennessee has been ranked. What do you, what do you think? Well, I, I've never heard that before. Uh, I mean, I, I've never heard a committee saying, well, if somebody loses a key player, they do that in basketball. This isn't basketball. Uh, to me, I base, I always base my vote on what the team had accomplished, not what it might do, not, not what could have happened. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, many years ago, I wasn't, I wasn't in Knoxville at the time, but Tennessee lost Tony Robinson to an injury yep, and just went roaring down the stretch, won the SEC and beat a great Miami team by 28 points in the Sugar Bowl. And he did it with backup quarterback, Daryl Dickey. You just can't, there's no, that's, you know, that that's fantasy football right there. Um, but it's, I'm not saying that isn't a factor with the committee because I don't know what's going on in their heads or what they consider important. Um, you can say, okay, Tennessee played a game without Hendon Hooker and it won, won an SEC game against Vanderbilt and it won two straight SEC games and it won 56 to nothing. So <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't buy that line of thinking, but I, I can see that people do. It reminds me of, uh, do you remember John Higgins, the point guard for Tennessee when he was ruled academically ineligible? And that was the year that Tennessee, according to Buzz Peterson, was the 65th team on the board and 64 teams win. I just I can't help but think it's somewhat of a factor, but I don't think it should be. Uh, Big Orange Phillies is right there in North Knoxville. That is on uh, very close to Maynardville, um, very close to Halls, very close to Carnes Powell. Great for North Knoxville. It's family friendly. They've got incredible incredible food and they've got uh, darts they've got uh they've got the billiards they've got cornhole they've got it all they're big orange phillies so check it out and john when we talk about the uh the the recency bias um i, I would hope that's not there uh, i'm curious just how you would judge the ohio state as a former ap voter the ohio state michigan game because ohio state took a thumping at home um i I, to me if if you factor in recency or not that's got to be a pretty big bite mark on your resume see again we get back to -to head-to-head competition yeah that's the game ohio state's been thinking about and preparing for all year in some way you know that ohio state doesn't have many challenges penn state's a nice win but who else on that schedule is 
do you really think is going to beat Ohio State or Michigan for that matter? So everything is on this game. To me, it's like a playoff game. And if you lose it, you don't have any complaints about, oh, I didn't get in the playoff. I, I deserve to be. No, you don't. You had your chance, and you absolutely collapsed in the fourth quarter. And I love that uh, no safety look that Ohio State brought, brought and then didn't uh, didn't have good gap control, as we like to talk about. And so every time Michigan handed the ball off, the guy ran 900 yards for a touchdown. I, it just – so, no, you have no complaints. And I'll tell you what, if I were voting and TCU lost – in his championship game to Kansas State in a reasonably close game, I would have TCU over Ohio State. I'm not going to penalize TCU for playing an extra game against a really good team. Kansas State's a really good team. And the it's not Ohio State's fault, but in the, the Big 12 is better, I think, from top to bottom. Yes. The Big 10, so they played a tougher schedule, TCU did. Yeah, that TCU had... I don't think people understand how competitive the Big 12 is. It doesn't have a lot of great top-tier teams, but it has a lot of teams that can beat you. I mean, pretty much all of them are capable of beating a good team. And so every Saturday, you've got to be pretty good. And, And I give TCU a lot of credit for negotiating that schedule. But Ohio State, look. If TCU had Oklahoma on its jersey and it's wearing red and white and it lost in the championship game, do you really think they'd move Ohio State ahead of Oklahoma? There's no way. Wouldn't happen. Yeah. Now, so, I think you're right. I think Southern California, for those younger than you and me, is is getting some of that pull too because I think people don't, maybe in their in their 20s or 30s, don't realize that what an incredible program they were. So I think they get some love for that too. And I think Caleb Williams will in the Heisman trophy ceremony as well. Yeah. I don't think he'll be close. Uh, CJ Stroud, uh, (laughs) that pass he threw here, maybe this will fall into the right hands. I'll just throw this ball out here before I fall down. And that didn't go well. Yeah. He, he lost the Heisman trophy in that game. Could have won it in that game. So you and I were discussing off the air. We both have a Heisman vote. Where would you have Hendon Hooker on it? I know you're not supposed to give anything away, so you can just kind of hint at it. I don't want to get you in trouble with the Heisman Trust. But, yeah, he missed a game and a half, basically. My rule has always been if you miss more than one game, I don't consider you. But I'm thinking about in an open field, maybe, maybe getting him on there. What do you think? Yeah, I could see that. I'm not uh... – yeah, I, I could say right now how I, what I think, but I'm I'm open minded. I want to watch all the games and see what happens and how Caleb Williams, if he throws five interceptions in the in the Pac-12 championship games, is probably not going to uh, help his Heisman hopes. Um, these are games that really matter. Uh, Max Duggan at uh, TCU has had a really good year, been very clutch. He's a guy that I would consider. Um, I really, uh, right now I would have Caleb Williams first. I'd have Bryce Young second and Hinton Hooker third. Uh, I, um, uh, I give Bryce Young, I mean, if I, I, this is not what I base my vote on, but if, 
if I were picking a quarterback, if I'm an NFL team, what quarterback do you want? I want Bryce Young. There's not, <laughs> there's not anybody close to him, in my opinion, just because in part the in, un, intangibles, the guy never, he's emotionally, he's, you know, he, he it just doesn't bot. No matter what's going on, it doesn't phase him. He's, he's super cool and he makes big plays and he had a really by Alabama standards, a really bad supporting cast. I give, you know, I give Hendon hooker a lot of credit because he he's running the number one offense in the country, um, yards and, and points. And he's asked to do so much. He even ran a little option. He throws a ball. He can run effective runner in the open field. So I give him a lot of credit for that. And, and Caleb Williams, uh, even more so with Southern Cal guys, a tremendous runner doesn't go down easy, can make plays on the run. So all those guys, but there are, there are a lot of good quarterbacks. I, I really didn't consider any running backs. Uh, quarterbacks are asked to do so much now. No, I agree. And I think Bryce Young, that's pretty creepy that you and I, I think have the top three headed into the championship weekend. Bryce Young has been overlooked because he's already won it and because it's just Alabama. But if you talk about MVP, I'll, I'll go the other direction. So you uh-huh. go first-round pick. I'll go MVP. This team loses this many more games if he's not around. I could argue he's the MVP of the entire college football nation. Yeah, I couldn't argue with that. I mean, he he saved the day against Texas, for example. Uh, he saved the day a lot of times in the last two years for Alabama. Uh, without Bryce Young, Alabama is 7-5. and five. It, it, at best it's a seven and five team. So, and I, again, it's really, I think it would be best for college football getting back to the playoff. If all those, if those four teams stay where they are, they, you know, TCU wins, Southern Cal wins, Georgia wins, uh, Michigan, of course. I mean, there's to me, uh, a, a, a line there with that next group to you start having to choose between Ohio state, Tennessee, and Alabama. That's, you know, that's pretty challenging. Um, and Tennessee, the thing is again, going back to head to head, it, it had its chance against Georgia. If you win, if you win the Georgia game, it doesn't matter if you lose badly at South Carolina, you're in the sec championship game. You win that game. You're, you're in the playoff. I mean, that to me, the Tennessee Georgia game was like a playoff. Agreed. John, the expectations at Tennessee, uh, let's face it, they're ahead of schedule in year two. Nobody thought that they were going to win 10 games. How does that affect the balls moving forward? They have to rebuild an offensive line, they have to replace a Heisman Trophy candidate in Hendon Hooker. I just think there are going to be too many people that expect 10 wins each and every season, and that could cause some disruption among the fan base. Cause that's probably not going to happen immediately. Well, again, uh, Tennessee is right at the top. It's one of the top 15 programs when it comes to NIL. And that's becoming more and more crucial to be able to put up 15 million a year to finance a football program. It's going to eliminate a lot of teams and Tennessee has that going for it. And that matters as much as anything in transfers. I mean, to me, Tennessee and transfer portal will get a quarterback 
a running back, and probably a couple of receivers, and maybe an offensive tackle. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that happens. Because if you get all those things, let's say Brew McCoy, he can come back. Cedric Tillman, Jalen Hyatt should be gone. Um, Brew McCoy could come back and really help himself, I think, in the draft. I think you will. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I just think you can add a couple other receivers. Uh, what receiver wouldn't want to play in this offense? If you add all those things and you look at that schedule, there are four wins, non-conference wins, just waiting out there. Here, please come take these. Virginia in the opener. I mean, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably, uh, what's it, Texas, San Antonio, it's probably going to be its toughest game, non-conference. And that'll be in Neyland Stadium. So, UTSA. Yeah, UTSA. Easily confused with USA. So they they try to convince their players that they're chanting UTSA. Yes. When it's they're USA. Right. Yeah. And, but I, I just think uh, it's, a world it's all Cup set up. Too. Huh? It's a World Cup year for them, too. Yeah, yeah they're really into this. <laughs> I like that. We would... Uh, yeah, so I look at that and then Vanderbilt. So you're starting off with five wins. And, you know, you lose to Alabama, Georgia, and uh, Florida, and you're still nine and three. I, I mean, you know, so and win a 10th game in a bowl. So I don't think 10 wins is, is that big a uh, challenge for Tennessee next year. I think it'll still be really good because of the NIL and transfer portal. Interesting. All right. So you seem to think that Tennessee needs another quarterback after watching Joe Milton one last time at Vanderbilt. Yeah. And I'm not, I think people might've been a little too critical of him throwing in the rain. Yes. That's, that's kind of challenging, but I guess what would concern me, he's been better throwing the deep ball all year than he was last year. Uh, he's hit on a lot of deep passes I and mean, that's a, uh, not a high percentage pass, obviously, but he's hit on them and he hit on one to start the game against Vanderbilt, but then he was overthrowing guys. And that was his problem last year. And he said he gets real wound up. Well, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks do that. They come out in the first couple of passes are they're high. So you don't want them throwing, throwing over the middle and, and a safety picking it off. But that, but then you get past that after a couple of plays, uh, that would concern me about him as being the starter, how would he handle the pressure of it? Uh, he's obviously got physical, some physical skills, but yeah. I, and, and you talk about Nico Ilamaleva. I'm not pronouncing that right. Probably, but Close. I'm in, I'm in the ballpark. And so that's a, with the name like that, that's all you shoot for. I don't see how he could be in the sec. The, the guy's a true freshman. He is extremely thin. <laughs> well that kind of sums it up doesn't it i mean some of these sec linebackers he takes a ball on that little little zone read gets out there i don't like his chances he'll gain weight in a college weight room and on a college nutritional plan so the freshman, yeah he did freshman 10 or the freshman five that we all put on 
<laughs> Remember my roommate pointing that out one time in college. I'm like, hey, thanks. Well, yeah. John, we'll see. What what I want to ask you this, and then we'll let you out of here. I know you got traveling to do, but um, I argue that Tennessee's better off in the Orange Bowl because you can recruit out of South Florida. You know where my mind usually goes. And please hit that like and subscribe button if you're on board now. But Tennessee fans seem just really, really focused on the Sugar Bowl. And I don't know if it's because of pride, because Alabama would go instead of them, or if it's because the 85 Sugar Bowls or what it is. But you don't get kids out of Louisiana that LSU wants. You don't. I'd rather, if I'm Tennessee, I'd rather be in Miami. There's a big world out there besides recruiting, Dave. So. I know. Probably. You need to you need to check it out sometime. I think it's interesting that that you put everything put this in a recruiting perspective. I ne- I never even thought of that. I'm I'm looking only at matchups. To me, you want to play Clemson and Orange Bow. Yeah. A lot of good things happen there. I won't attempt to DJ the quarterback. That's one good thing. Yes, I won't try that. I, yeah, I'm a Leva. His last name either. No, I and I'm a Leva. I can take a shot at that and get close. I cannot. I can't even attempt Clemson's quarterback. There we go. He's in he's, my mind. He's DJ Smith. Yeah, okay, he's uh, DJ Smith. But you want to play Clemson to me? I mean, I think of those defensive linemen. I I haven't checked the depth chart, but I bet a couple of them will go pro and opt out of the game. Uh, they don't throw the ball well. What Tennessee doesn't want to do is get in a game with somebody can really throw it around like Drake, Drake May of uh, North Carolina. Yeah, no, I, I I'd agree with that. Uh, you pointed him out to me, and I had a chance to go look back at his tape. He's pretty darn good. Like and subscribe, and it's brought to you by Viles Automotive Group on Callahan Drive. The Vol Report with John Adams, also brought to you by Big Orange Phillies, great North Knoxville institutions at Viles Automotive Group. Man, it's all about integrity. That's what matters. They want, they need, and they absolutely appreciate your business. And Big Orange Phillies, great food, darts, billiards, the whole nine yards. So check them out. He's John Adams. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Oak Sports.